0: From the founders of Mod Racing and the Northwest Rally Association, this is the Motorsports and Driver Development Show. My name is Katie Lopkovich, and together with Keto Bromeyer, who is my partner in life and business, we've built the fastest growing rally program in the US. Through our work, we get to meet incredible people, and this show is all about bringing those people to you to share their wisdom, experience, and guidance. Whether you are curious about what it takes to start racing, or you wanna get advice from the best on how to improve, Each episode will have something for you. Today, we are talking to the lead instructor at Dirtfish Rally School, Nate Tennis. Now, if you know Nate, you know that he lives and breathes all things rally. He's an incredible driver with so much knowledge to share. This episode is filled with lots of great nuggets that you can apply to your own racing. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow along with our race series on Instagram or Facebook at Mod Racing, or you can find us online at modracing.com. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Motorsports and Driver Development Show. My name is Katie. I'm Keto. And we are joined today with Dirtfish Lead Instructor Nate Tennis. Nate, how are you doing?
1: Hi, everybody. I'm doing awesome. Good. How are you guys doing?
0: We are so good. Great. Really stoked to be talking to you today, obviously. But um, before we get into anything, I want people to have a little bit of background and know that, Nate, you have been our number one fan biggest supporter biggest champion i think since we started well you started i wasn't even helping you out at first um and so people who don't know most people do know you but people who don't know you should know that the fact that they have rally in their backyard is largely due to you so thank you i want to know did you come out of the womb with like a helmet on race gloves Uh, close to it.
2: Um, i was I was very lucky i had uh, I had have some family members who were into rally, and they actually met uh, through rally. so um, it was just sort of natural. like my my uncle that I idolized uh, growing up rallied. Um, his wife, they met through rallying. she's a co-driver, and so I just kind of have been around it since I was a very little guy. In fact, a really fun thing, uh, I just saw a photo from the 1987 Olympus Rally when it was a WRC event. And uh, there in the background was me and my dad standing on a bridge at Golden Gardens watching watching one of the launches go up the hill. And I was like, uh, there I am. I spotted my shorts. I was nine years old.
1: So is that your first memory of rally?
2: Um, no, actually... Um, my first memory of rally cars was uh, my Uncle Sean had a rally car that backfired a lot. And it was Uncle Sean's fan car. And it was uh, an old Saab 96 that uh, he was tuning. And it wasn't tuned yet. <laughs> and, uh, and so it backfired. And that was a distinct memory of trying to be around it. And I was probably, geez, I don't know, four.
0: <laughs> and so, from that, you were like, I have to do this. Um, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't
2: say that. I just sort of like, I always gravitated when I was a kid, like playing with, with toy cars. I always wanted, uh, the real looking car. You know, I didn't really like the open wheel or formula cars. They were cool or whatever, but I always liked cars that looked like real cars. And then I wanted to go slide them around and play in the dirt the whole time. Um, so I guess it's just destiny. (laughs) It was in my blood. I always wanted to play with it that way. Yeah.
1: So, how did you make the transition from a little kid sitting on a bridge at Golden Gardens to lead instructor at Dirtfish?
2: Uh, that goes back to the beginning of Dirtfish in general, where um, I had a friend who heard in the local paper that there was a racetrack that was getting started up in in near the town that I grew up in, which was Carnation. And it was going to be uh, this thing that involved rally cars or some kind of Subaru racing. So I heard about it and I heard about who was involved with it originally. And uh, and I happened to be available at the time and actually had about 12 or 13 years of experience stage rallying on my own, moderately in the in the Northwest region. And just uh, they had I got in contact with the, the main person that I knew and. Had sort of like a semi-interview and got like a, a last-minute spot in the big instructor hire that they were doing, and at that time was one of four instructors, not including the elite instructor that was that was brought in for the original core group of instructors for, for Dirtfish.
0: Mm. That's so cool. Was there a test? Um,
2: <laughs> definitely wasn't written (laughs) Um, yeah I mean I was available Um, I didn't have a whole lot going on the the industry that I was involved in before that was um, it was uh, automotive events and like press launches that sort of a thing so uh, this was 2009 2010 so a lot of that had dried up at that point in time so uh, needless to say, I was available. Uh, I was a rally nut, and and just uh, tried to make myself available and, and willing to do absolutely whatever to be a part of
1: it. So the previous job you mentioned that that was of like uh, manufacturers, like OEMs.
2: We were like a go-between for for the manufacturers, uh, sort of like a liaison between local journalists and then also the manufacturers themselves. So we had like local knowledge so for a while i was the, the manager of the northwest region for our office that was up here and then i transitioned over to the to the event side of things which was like new model launches and and that sort of thing so when uh, a major oem launches a new car to the world they gather all the journalists from around either the country or or the region or even the world and they'll let them test it drive it so what i used to do is, is help produce the, the programs and up with drive routes come up with activities that would you know highlight the vehicle um and so that was where i spent the latter part of my career in that
1: industry interesting that so that, that that was a pretty big transition from that into sliding a car around in the dirt yelling at students
2: <coughs> um,
0: never, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um well, so interestingly enough, uh, so I had rallied on my own since I was 18, um, and uh, and spent nine years in that industry there. So I had quite a bit of racing, like I said, I think 12 or 13 years by the time uh, I heard about Dirtfish, and so I I had knowledge of of rally and experience with that, and then with that previous industry, we used to do. Like track driving events and and off road events and that sort of thing. And so I got some experience with with uh, with an in car instruction at the same time. So I had rally experience. I had in car instruction and and PR, which <laughs> that kind of that kind of helps <laughs> when everything's wonderful uh, and you can make everything fantastic. Then that tends to grease the wheels as well.
0: <laughs> Have you done other kinds of racing besides rally?
2: Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't actually done any door to door racing, which is kind of interesting. Um, I have quite a bit of track time, although not necessarily in track specific cars, because a lot of the, the programs that we did were, were testing the car on track. Yeah. Um, one of our clients, well, uh, Mitsubishi was one of our clients, and so I did every, uh, launch of every Evo that was ever produced including some, some special models and some other cool stuff in there so I'd have done uh, some off-road racing too, that's another extreme passion that is the most brutal physically I think of any sort of motorsport so I've done the Baja 1000 uh, three times, twice in a air-cooled Volkswagen in class 11 which was sort of like banging your head against a, a wall for for 12 hours while someone throws dust in your face, <laughs> um, and then I also have done some did some co-driving in a trophy truck, and then I drove uh, a spec trophy truck last year at uh, at an event as well. So that's a that's a totally different and uh, extremely exciting uh, type of motorsport. That's really really challenging. That's, uh, it's a really fun direction as opposed to like going to track stuff. Uh, I kind of get bored seeing the same thing. Over what's,
1: what's the most challenging part of it is that you just don't know what you're going to come up on? Or,
2: um, It's like there's a third dimension to it. Um, I used to like, uh, like rally, okay, it gets bumpy and stuff like that, but you know our bumps are, are just a couple of inches, and if not, we're, we're really slowing down for it. But off-road, there's so much of a third dimension in terms of jumps and uh, how to jump, um, how to prepare for a jump, how to prepare for whoop sections and, and uh, how to deal with uh, like the, the spectro truck I drove had three feet of suspension travel. So uh, if you don't take a corner right, it will just fall over. So it's reading terrain in an entirely different way. And the way that I read terrain in uh, a rally situation is very different from, from how you read it in uh, an off-road situation.
1: Right, right, probably a lot of weight transfer. Then three feet of suspension travel end up under. Yeah. the Tail. Yeah. When it
2: crosses up under braking, you need to get back on on throttle and squat the rear end down. Otherwise, you're going to spin and possibly get the thing over to to so want to fall on its side. So, yeah. um, and you want to use ruts. So you kind of set the thing in the ruts uh, as a way of almost like uh, like railroad. You kind of set it on the rails and then ride the rut through uh, with to some degree no so, yeah it's insane <laughs>
0: I think it's like how sore is your back when you finished
2: well not not too sore um, not too sore the biggest thing I was worried about of the whole thing was having to wear an external catheter
0: yeah <laughs> the glamour I feel like you're really selling this uh, this sport here. yeah <laughs> I know. in your face external catheter right. where do yeah. I sign <laughs> up
2: yeah <laughs> I know uh it's it's nuts um I've been so 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 lucky and I, I can't thank the people who have uh been who have involved me in their crews um it's amazing and uh and I am absolutely in love with Mexico and, and Baja and all that that whole area yes. The whole terrain is just amazing the people are, are amazing it's just yeah. uh, I don't know it's magic
0: I've looked at real estate down there. So maybe we'll get a big enough house. You can
2: come join us. Yeah, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no no <Volkswagen. laughs>
1: So, with, with all this under your belt, you know, working with OEMs, doing the trophy truck, all that sort of stuff. So what's your favorite platform? Is it front wheel drive, rear wheel, all wheel drive? What do you prefer?
2: You know, uh, I still, I'm a rally guy through and through. Um, so like uh, off road is a, is is amazing and, and jump I'll race anything at, at any point in time but uh, for me I still like my roots which was front wheel drive rally I like what you can do with the uh, with with less in terms of, of front wheel drive I like the extreme attack that uh, that you, that is required to drive front wheel drive fast and uh, yeah I. Can't wait to someday finish my car so that I can actually do it again. <laughs> we don't have problems with that, a dirt fish.
1: So, then what's, what's your favorite rally car of all time? Like, did you oh. grow up with like an iconic car, like, you know, uh, what you're talking about, Lancia or one of the Quattros, or do you like modern stuff?
2: I don't have kids, but it's sort of like, lose your favorite child? I mean, not that any of them are mine, but like, uh, I mean, I love a Mark, a Mark II Escort. I love, uh, Group E cars, like all of them, even the, the Citroën. Um, I think I've been following a lot of Group A stuff because that was sort of, you know, the area era I grew up in that we didn't get a lot of television coverage of. So now I'm going back and, um, burning through hours of YouTube at the moment just, just catching up on all this stuff. So I don't know. I'd say probably it's probably easier to say my least favorite, which is more modern era uh, WRC stuff. I know that's going to cause a lot of complaints, but the further away from a production-based car, the less interested I am in it. Um, I think it goes away from from what Rally truly is, which is a production-based vehicle on a real road. And the further it gets away from that, uh, the less interested, I guess, I am in it. Yeah, it's amazing and it's fast, but it should be. (laughs) I think the second you have restrictions, that's when ingenuity and and good driving comes in.
1: Um, So that being said, what do you think it will take to get WRC back to our side of the border? The pond. Well, they're in Mexico. Oh, sure. Okay. So, um, sorry. What's it gonna take to draw them to come over on this side?
2: Um, I think a uh, a good package, honestly, from the little experience I have with it, it uh, the organizers are uh, are really invested in producing a a really nice event because uh, as much as as racing is is racing, it's also a show and it's entertainment. So it. Um, I think if you're to put together uh, a good location with uh, a unique situation. So like, say we show something that's like in the Northwest here, we have roads that are very similar to uh, Great Britain, which is cool. But we also have stuff that's similar to Mexico uh, on the other side of that. And if we can have that as one, uh, one event in, in just this state in, in North America, I think that would be pretty, pretty cool. Um, and then being able to find, you know, world class accommodations, um, good roads, good uh, short transits, all of that stuff, which is uh, a very big challenge. So, I mean, if someone were inclined to build it, they would come, I think, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they really want to be in, in the U.S., uh, yeah.
1: from what I understand. So, Do you think that somebody will do it? I mean, do you think there's enough draw for somebody to do it? Do you think there's the dollars and cents that make sense to do it? I mean, it seems like rallies getting pretty big and pretty popular now in the U.S. And At some point, there's got to be that breakover. And I guess my question is, is like, do you think we're there? When do you think we'd get there if we're not there now?
0: He's like the rally
1: economist. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) We're going to check back and grade
2: you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think, um, you know, I think there are a lot of, of really cool opportunities to put on an event. I don't think any one standalone event, not to knock anything that anyone's doing, because everyone does a a wonderful job producing the events that we have in the U S but I think, I think, a world class level event doesn't necessarily exist yet, and I almost think that um, rather than fight territorially, ter- territorially,
1: yeah, uh,
2: we would. Uh, I think it would be better to sort of come together collectively as a U.S. rally uh, conglomerate and put together a U.S. rally event uh, wherever that would be. Hmm. I know uh, Eastern Canada is uh tapped for a potential second north american event and that one is supposed to be in the snow i believe so oh uh, be super fun yeah. yeah so
0: i mean i feel like you you worked in pr you know people can we get that golden garden stage back
1: right <laughs> yeah i don't
0: know people watching golden gardens is a beach here in seattle where the road leading to it is um describe it
1: it's just a really windy road that goes up a steep hill, and it's just a series of switchbacks. Mm-hmm. And the road itself has degraded a little bit since yeah. since they used to run that creepy stuff there. But they used to run a course that I believe went down along the shore yeah. through the parking lots and then up the hill on on windy, and they transited like right down 50th and transited through on I-5. Yeah, to, and they did that. So, so
0: yeah, could you get to work on that? Yeah,
2: you know. yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's super, super easy to uh close down streets in Seattle for motorsports. You know, it seconds. is right now. No problem. That <laughs> <laughs> no, would You did
0: mention the road quality, in that road is yeah, it's, it's
2: pretty bad. So they I don't need to be perfect for rallies.
0: Uh, I don't know. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, So half of the show is about motorsports, the other half is about driver development, and who better to talk to about developing drivers than you? So I want to know, like if I'm a new driver, I'm just getting started in rally, what is like the number one piece of advice that you have seen help new drivers?
2: Number one, um, I mean, I, I would say practice that's a and that that is a really (laughs) large word or a a word that it uh brings in a lot of different meanings in there so there are lots of different ways of practice um there's you know anything from mental imagery to uh to, to physical fitness to online but first and foremost before practicing is understanding good concepts you know our brains are just like computers so if you put in uh, a a poor, uh, poor running system, then you're going to get poor results, garbage in, garbage out. So, practicing uh, good uh, habits and, and understanding good concepts before trying to reinforce all of those things is a good thing. That's, that's really all, all that we do here is just put collectively together all of our, our information and experience and, and just help reinforce the good stuff and weed out all the bad. So, it just really kind of, I guess, condenses the amount of time it takes. Uh, Most folks will eventually reach that same destination. Some of them will reach it in six months. Some will reach it in six years or maybe some won't at all, but, (laughs) uh, but that's, I mean, it's just like a a coach in any sort of sport. Um, and I'll go to the grave saying that motorsports is an actual physical sport. Uh, but, (laughs) uh, it's like any sport if if you are just sitting there dribbling a basketball on the court by yourself you're only going to be be so good if you have other people around there that are helping and coaching and showing you then you're going to get progressively better and better and better and the better influences you have on the outside the better results you'll have um, and in a quicker amount of time as well.
1: At what point seat time is a big deal get as much seat time get some practice in there but what would be the good a good point where taking a class at Dirtfish would make the most sense you know, where, the most where, yeah where yeah. they could get the most out of it the most bang for the buck because you know clearly if they don't have any idea what they're doing they might, yeah. might they might want to like learn how to drive stick shift or something first you know <laughs> yeah like yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what would you say
2: well i mean um most most of us are budget conscious. So, um, it, it's tough to just jump into, uh, uh, anything motorsports related and, um, myself included, I, I was there, there weren't any rally schools really that were affordable, um, and attainable in my area. So I just jumped in the car and, and learned how to do it and listen to whoever would, would tell me. And it was a, a long, slow, painful to the car process <laughs> um,
0: as you were doing that on city streets going the speed limit right
2: no actually the first time i really drove on gravel was my first gravel rally event
0: oh good, um, okay, good.
2: yeah Duop rally in february of 97 or march of 97. um so long ago i can't even remember uh but that was um that was the first time i really tried it and and <laughs> scared the crap out of myself so I would say early on, you can build a good foundation. So um, I, again, I'm not trying to do any sales push here, but um, the more you get the baseline uh, in place and, and set up so that you're building off of a good foundation, the, the sooner that happens, the better, because then you can, can can make actual progress instead of learning bad habits that have to be mm-hmm. uh, fought through so that we can make good progress on, on the other side there. So. And it, and it doesn't even have to be dirt fish. Of course, we would love it to be. But um, anyone who's who's experienced and willing to share information is is a goldmine, uh, you know, uh, racing in general tends to, to bring a competitive aspect to things. So um, there are a lot of folks who are guarded in their uh, their information as they're, you know, threatened in a competitive manner. They may not want to share a lot of that stuff. But, um, you know, <laughs> if you find somebody who's willing to share good information, most will share at least the basics. Of I think in the
1: rally community, from what I see, people very much are interested in sharing, and you know, I think what they're interested in is um having competition. You know, I mean, it's a lot yeah. more fun when you're battling to the end. It's a lot less fun when you're either beating everybody just by a mile or getting beat by. You know, yeah. you, you want to mix it up with somebody, you know.
2: Yeah, fully agree. I, I, there are some wonderful, wonderful people in the sport, and that's that's what has helped uh, keep me interested in it for, for a long right. time. And I know that's the same thing for a lot of people, but one of the things about it, I think, is it's very unique, so we're all sort of like looking at each other going, like, well, you're an addict, too, so <laughs> you want to play this game. Right. Uh, and then also, there is uh, that door-to-door uh, aspect of it, so um, I haven't actually raced uh, on track so i don't know this but it's sort of more of an assumption in that we're all yeah you're racing against that guy but you're not physically racing against that guy that guy didn't cut you off uh so you're not going to hold a grudge against him um he'd be on the on raw time and it's more you go out to battle and you come back and there's almost more camaraderie of oh man did you see that giant rock and wasn't that amazing and all that stuff so yeah i think it's more of that in in rally
0: yeah definitely is there um like a really great piece of advice somebody's given you over the years
2: um you know never give up <laughs> uh, i think that's that's really it um what i like about uh rally is is, is sort of that endurance factor and, and that that's huge in off-road too um and those are the things that I taught, uh, mainly gravitate toward, the type of motorsport that I gravitate toward. I, uh, a sprint race is very cool because it's a very um, you know specific discipline. You really have to be on your game instantly and be inch perfect for a condensed amount of time. but I like the the, the more longer term endurance uh, aspect of things, and that you know press on regardless is the name of, uh, of a rally, and it's sort of because it's That's kind of the the rallying cry, fun Mm. intended.
0: (laughs) Oh, is there the opposite of that? Do you hear people doling out a piece of advice or kind of saying the same thing over and over that you want to debunk?
2: You don't need a a lot of power to to do well in motorsports. In In fact, less can be a blessing. And what may feel like a slow car on the street is not a slow car in the woods (laughs) by any means. Uh, And you're better off uh you can learn a lot by driving a slow car and and you know for one thing you're you're not uh at risk so much uh, and you have the time to uh absorb i guess what's going on a lot more and uh and then if when the inevitable happens you're not nearly as far off the road <laughs> as you would have been with a fast car you're, <laughs> the you're not as far yeah.
0: right right
2: have
0: you ever been in a car with either a new or not so new driver where you've just had to be like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs>
2: uh, well, some deities were channeled, it's for sure. But I don't know if I was asking them to take the wheel because I was too busy going for the wheel myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there are some. It's it's pretty rare. There, You know, most of our folks are not coming through for, for like, entering into competition so to speak and the Mm -hmm. ones that are really really not that great um are well aware of it and aren't aren't on their way towards trying to be in motorsports yeah um so i guess uh, i mean we all have our stories (laughs) (laughs) we all get our thousand yard stare and remember i remember bob
0: (laughs) or so one day there's going to be like a Tom wall book
2: yeah oh yeah 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 we wanted to do a reality show here, but then we realized it'd probably be bad, bad for business if we're bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let me ask you a question before you race, what do you do to like get your mind right oh, to that's get a good question. to get to get yourself right? you know are you just one of those people who runs around hops in a car? like
2: which way do I go and go, or do
1: you need a moment?
2: No, I definitely definitely need a moment. I get in my head way too much, so i I try. If I get myself in my head, I'll just get all wiggy and, and mess myself up. So, you know, I try to stay in reasonable shape, at least core stuff. If that tends to, then you don't have to worry about that. And again, with the endurance, that's a, that's a big aspect of it. There are some great uh, mental, uh, mental games you can play. And one of them, who was involved with Dirtfish actually very early, Ross Bentley put together a book called Inner Speed Secrets that, um, that I really liked uh, before Dirtfish even came about, and I read them, and I noticed a difference in performance for me, and then it probably greased the wheels again to be getting a job. But but um, uh, it, it's it's really cool. It's it's the same sort of single sport um, preparation that that someone would do for like tennis or or golf or whatever. But it's just mental preparation and and eye uh, exercises and. and I guess getting yourself not necessarily to prepare better, but at least just to prepare at your optimum. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I, I have my little ritual that I do. In fact, I, I do some of it. There's something called cross crawls um, where you bring your right hand up to your left knee and and then down and then alternate back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it um, opens up both hemispheres of your brain. So your, your right and left hemispheres of your brain, it, it uh, sort of, connects them. So I do that even before having a big meeting or having a uh, like presentation or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Are you like, once you're in the car helmet on, like at the start line, are you just like, Oh yeah, this is it. Or are you still just like even while you're racing like, Oh, what the hell is happening?
1: Lots of nerves. (laughs) It depends on the event too. Does nerves go away when you cross, when you start, as soon as you start?
2: You know, it, it sort of depends. Like if it's if it's a rally with my own car, then I'm worrying about the car. Um, I'm worrying about this. I'm worrying about that. If it's someone else's car, it's like, um, how much experience do I have with it, and what's this, and what's that? And usually, like once you hit the start and get some, you know, depending on how long it is, but get a little miles under your belt, that's like, okay, oh yeah, this is why I do this. Oh, yeah, there's another dose of the drug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
0: yeah. love to talk about physical fitness because I don't feel like we talk about that much in rally specifically, mm-hmm. and it's something that I think, like, we all could benefit from, even just a little bit of additional work. And, you know, you get out of the car and you're, like, tired, and your arms kind of feel it, and it's like, oh, yeah, those are muscles you should be training and prepping for. Yeah. We've Yeah.
2: Yeah, whatever, like, marathoner, like,
0: <laughs> Just saying, if you want to be a great driver you have to work those muscles out too if you want to be a runner we can talk if you want to talk about drugs and people trying to get you hooked on their drugs we can talk about it. i'm happy to do a whole other episode on that
2: right <laughs> right nice, nice. no I, i'm gifted with a, a not a great back so i have to keep my core and back in shape otherwise you know bouncing in a seat is painful um so do that and then i do notice some i guess ability to uh, endurance i guess um yeah, able to stay at a higher level of attention for a longer period of time and then just not getting tired mm-hmm. not affected by heat uh, that sort of thing so yeah it's it it can take a lot out of you especially the more endurance stuff that that, that i've done involved desert racing so there's the, the all of the elements yeah also so it's really hot which for a little soft northwesterner that can get a little <laughs> that, can, that can be taxing itself um and then just the, the general bouncing around is is like doing more to you than, you than you even realize but rally stuff i definitely will have be able to stay at a higher attention span um, and be more aware situationally aware of everything more if i do do some exercising for them and that's when you look at it that's sort of it's not acceptable to be an overweight race car driver anymore um it's not it's not even a thing who's the smart? old adage of of i remember when when drivers were fat and tires were skinny it's like <laughs> 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 that's uh Ooh. not the case anymore it, um,
1: Yeah. You used to be in the pits with a cigarette, just yeah, you know. exactly. Mm-hmm. I, man, well, that's you why know. I
2: loved uh, Emo Saladin. Man, uh, he used to smoke on the long stages. Oh my god, <laughs> in a group B car.
0: <laughs> How do you have more hands for that? Like, you don't,
2: you're it off oh the my god! Yeah, I don't know. So, open face helmets for just so you can hang your cig up. Yeah, whole we'll and... yeah. yeah. These Yeah. The
0: pro tips you can expect when you come. Down right. Exactly. I have fire <laughs> Yeah. Cigarettes God.
2: Maybe um, it was on the transit that he would smoke okay. it on. Okay, sounds better. Smoking That's definitely better. Days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Last question: If I'm somebody who has never been to a rally, or maybe I've been to one, but I don't really know how to get started, do I like buy a car, build a car, what do I do? Like, what would you recommend is the best first step?
2: It depends which venue you're going down. Like if you, if you want to get into stage rally, then go to a stage rally, um, find out uh, how to get involved, look up uh, either ARA or, or you guys, and just go to one and get involved in the scene. Um, buying a, you know, I would avoid buying a car to prep. Um, Cause that can be a very, long, drawn out process that can, that can often bring a lot of frustration because it's never done. So if someone is really interested, I always recommend buying a car that's already prepped because someone has, has already put the bill for a large, large majority of the work there. You know what I'm talking about? So somebody hasn't finished his car for a really long time. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not getting out of it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just, just get involved. You'll find, uh, ask questions, uh, talk to people who are into it. You'll find a lot of folks are very welcoming and we're always, uh, are, they're always looking for help, um, help with volunteers for events. That's huge. And you get firsthand experience with it that way. Uh, looking for help, just throwing a wrench or even driving the service rig to, to a service area. And you get uh, firsthand experience that way too. So volunteers are always needed on events service who's always needed co-drivers get sick and you need somebody to ride shotgun with you but there are uh, just get in there and find out just get and, out uh, there press yeah. on regardless man Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well nate this has been really awesome thank yes. you for, thank taking, you for the taking the time to, to talk to us talk to everybody else if people want to like internet stalk you where can, where can they find you on the on the instagram uh yeah
2: i'm kind of an instagram guy so yeah I don't even know what my Instagram handle is. I think it's just Nate underscore tennis. I think that's where it is. I think you have
0: yeah. Too. yeah. yeah. Okay. Or Nate at
2: dirtfish.com because I'm There's also a living problem. here for the most part. Yeah. i get
0: <laughs> love letters from all the girls. Thank you as always.
2: And for everything. Heck yeah, guys. This is, uh, this is exciting. Uh, you guys have done such an amazing job of, of like pushing Rally forward that uh, I'm excited to see all the things that you guys keep coming up with. It's, uh, it's amazing.
0: Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this interview and learned a thing or two from me. If you did, we would love to know. And the best way to tell us is by sharing the episode. You can take a screenshot, post it to Instagram and tag us at Mod Racing. And just so you know, Mod is spelled M-O-D-D because it's an acronym for Motorsports and Driver Development. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you want to support the show, please take a minute to leave a rating and review. We really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you guys next time.